Hello and welcome back to the Keeping It Together podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Alyssa and your hoes are back again. Episode 9. Episode 9. This is getting real. It is getting real. This is a commitment now. Oh, I hate commitments, but <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Another day in the life. Another day in the life of being. You're not as crispy this as, week. You're crispy this oh, week. I have turned I into up. a tan slash shedding my skin like a <laughs> snake. It's kind of gross. You're like a snake now? Like a snake. Like a, a slippery snake. 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 God. Man, we're doing well this week. Early YouTube days. Oh, my God. Wow. I can't believe that. Um, we'll jump right in with the tree of the week because I'm staring at it and I'm so hungry. I Instead of a drink, I wanted to give a little bit of a spread here. We have a really nice nine-month-aged manchango cheese, some fresh classic prosciutto, and these great organic whole wheat crackers from Blue State uh, Blue Star Farms. Picked all this up at my local Agata, Valentina grocery store, and everything was really like dirt cheap. Like all of this was under ten dollars. Oh wow! Gotta love them sales, yo, yo! Didn't I'm we, like, so excited for this. We we've had prosciutto on this show before. But yeah, but not this good of prosciutto. This is that non-packaged shit. Mm. <laughs> so good! Oh my god, I love it. I'm so. Mm, I'm so- <laughs> Well, while Sabrina's chewing, uh, we're going to switch things up a little bit this episode and we're going to go right into our topic. We're really excited about this one. I think there's going to be a lot of momentum from this. And on that note. We're getting down and personal, y'all. Bringing it from the 70s. One of my mom's favorite songs. <laughs> what is can you tell what our topic is now sabrina i think i know what our topic is about Alyssa. (laughs) i was really excited when i found this i was way too do you know how long it took me to find that song it really shouldn't have taken you that long it took me like four hours dude what the heck because i typed in like money 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 in google and there was a lot of songs like that it was almost going to be Cardi B's like money back, money back thing. Mm, mm. I would have gotten down to that in the middle of this podcast studio. Mm, but that's the classic one. <laughs> you know, that's that classic 70s song from the OJs. Gotta love them. Uh, so, yeah, we're here to talk about all things money, finances, all of that good stuff. This is a topic I think a ton of people don't talk enough about. And it's such a vital part of life. Like what we do is to be able to make money to enjoy the things in life we want to do. Um, you know, The first question we got about this is, you know, why is there such a negative stigma about talking it with other people? It's kind of like always been you just deal with your finances on your own. You don't really talk to anybody unless if it's like a financial advisor. I like I'm sitting here. I'm trying to think like why it is such like a negative stigma to talk about. But I think just because money is like a value and like Mm -hmm. what you how much you have places a value on yourself. So if you don't have a lot of money, people view you as poor and people see poor as like not as like a bad thing but just because you don't make as much money as somebody else doesn't make you a lesser version of a person or a lesser value exactly so that's that's why i really don't understand but i mean we could trace this problem back to like the beginning of like civilization yeah 
I mean, you could look at like when back in the 17 and 1800s when like gold and jewels and that's how people counted their worth or like they counted their worth based off of the things that they were wearing. And I mean, that's still like a big trend nowadays. Um, but I still think like th- this is something that people need to be more open about talking about it with, especially when we live in such an age where there's all these different things like cryptocurrency and blockchain and the stock market and things that people want to get involved in. We need to have this open discussion about it um, and kind of going into that. Do you think people think it's negative because of their upbringing or are people embarrassed about talking about money? I think people might just be – I mean it could be both, honestly. Like as I sit here and like I really, really think about it because like growing up, like you don't really – like the parents don't really talk to you about mm-hmm. like money. They're not really open to like talking mm-hmm. to you about money. So you're like, oh, like, this is something that we don't talk about. And then also, you know, too, like, embarrassing, like, if you find out that, like, your friend makes more money than you. Yeah, or, there's, like, like, this feeling of, like, mm, like, I don't know how, you, you never know how you feel about it. But then again, it's, like, as soon as we're 18, we're just, like, thrown into it. It's, like, okay, figure it out. Figure out how to balance a checkbook. Figure out what a 401k is and how to open up your own bank account and savings account and all that. And it's like nobody ever teaches you that. There's never those classes in school. Those old like old school home ec classes that were in high school are like no longer a thing where you get to learn this stuff. You kind of just have to like fall right into it and hope you don't fall flat on your face. I know. I know. It's so it's so stupid. I remember in high school, like the people who took the economics classes were like, quote, like the dumb kids, the kids that couldn't take like the high level like math or like high level science yeah but now look at them they know what they're doing now they know what they're unlike doing. me i, I have no idea what i'm doing i know the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell but how the <laughs> fuck is that gonna help me how is that gonna help me bounce my get checkbook? a loan like mm-hmm. or get a credit card get a credit card like like how how is that gonna help me like thanks high school appreciate <laughs> it shout out and then the fact that in like college like they don't make you take like a class about that either mm-hmm. like you a know, lot you of these gen eds, but like they don't yeah. include that in like a gen ed and they honestly should a lot of these like you know life skills you either learn from your friends or your parents or just kind of on your own and it's like you know you wonder why people i feel like the reason people don't talk about it is because there there is no discussion about it unless you bring it up yourself or yeah well people yeah there's there's no discussion about it so people don't really know how to talk about it like mm-hmm. in like a and like a way where nobody's going to get offended or whatever. Yeah. You know? We also live – so many people get so offended nowadays and it really bothers me. Yeah. It's like I'm walking down the street. You're walking next to me. I'm offended. What? <laughs> I'm just walking here. But, you know, it's like one of those things you never want to offend someone by talking about it. But like, you know, think about when we go out with our friends. Prime example. And we all go to dinner. There's maybe like six or seven of us. And we get the check. And sometimes you can be with a group of friends and everyone's like, yep, everybody, let's split it down the middle. We'll keep it easy. But then you have other people who get so stingy with it. And it's like, well, I got this and this and this and you got this, that and that. I've, I've, I've been out with people before where like one person at the table will write down specifically what to charge on what credit card. So that it's like splits that each mm-hmm. person like pays for. And don't get me wrong. I, I appreciate when people do that. But then mm-hmm. it's almost like you're kind of. I'm trying to think of the right way to phrase it. It's almost kind of rude. A little bit, yeah. But then also I see the point of it. Because, I see the point of it. Because say, like, we go out to eat and, like, you know, four people get alcohol but three people don't. And, like, so as a person that yeah, that makes the sense. alcohol, like, they don't want to pay for the alcohol because alcohol is usually 
expensive. It is expensive. Or like say somebody gets like a filet and another person gets just like a salad. Mm-hmm. Like so so I see it in that um perspective. Right. But it's still like that's a great example of people not talking about money until like the moment you have to. You mm-hmm. know, there needs to be more open discussions about this kind of stuff. I mean Yeah. And like serious discussion too, because you know, sometimes we'll just blur it out like, I'm so poor. I can't afford that. Like, like as like a joke. Yeah. Like we're like being sarcastic with our friends when we're actually not being sarcastic act- and we're like being serious. But it's then like, people well, are like, that, that's It's like I kind of relate, but I don't relate. Yeah. So, I don't know. Having like more serious conversations about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even talking about investments and whatnot. I mean, I had no idea what I was doing when I graduated and started my job and enrolling in like a 401k. I had no idea how to ask those kind of questions. I remember sitting down with my HR advisor and was like, so 401ks, give me the lowdown because I have no idea how this works. And I literally sat there and we sat there for like almost an hour just like going over everything because I've never had to talk about that with anyone before. And I had no idea what I was doing, you know? Yeah, and now I mean, there's this whole thing about investing and into cryptocurrency and these blockchains, and it's like, is it really worth it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't. Fully I have understand. friends that do it. I don't. I now those are the first. That's like the first time I've heard of crypto chain. Cryptocurrency. So that's like Bitcoin. Crypto. So Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. What the hell? I was. I just watched this really cool. What happens if technology fails us? Well, then we're fucked. Like, come on, people. We're fucked then. I mean, right now, Bitcoin's not doing too hot. Mm. But I just watched this great thing, and I I think everyone should check it out. There's this Netflix show. It's called Explained. And each episode, they explain different topics in the world. Like, they had one. It was about why diets failed, aliens. But the one I just recently watched is about the stock market and about finances and all this stuff. And you don't really have a ton of those things out there that just kind of give you the lowdown on it. You know? And it's... Where are all these resources? They're online, sure, and whatnot, but I'm lazy, and I know other people are lazy, and they're not going to want to do all the research. They want to be able to talk to someone that can just give them a a quick, short spiel of what they need to do and how to do it, you know? Like, really, how important is it at at the age that we're at, 23, 24, to really invest into things? Honestly, yeah, I, I honestly don't know because, like, right now I feel like everybody at our age is, like, Worried about just trying just to make making it. enough money and like to pay the bills, being able to pay rent, and enjoy like, life because things now are, are so much more expensive than what mm-hmm. they were like for like the baby boomer generation at this age. And yeah, like, especially when our parents were at this age. So I don't know. Like I, I don't really see the importance of it, but I'm sure like my parents do, and like mm-hmm. older people do. I know, <laughs> I know older people do. <laughs> wow, good. Uh, and again, guys, feel free if you if you know anything about this kind of stuff, please let us know. Actually, please reach out to us at keeping it together podcast at gmail dot com and on our Instagram at keeping it together podcast uh, because we don't know what like we're a, doing. Give me like a Quizlet of it. A Quizlet, some, some like what was the other one on um you know the flashcard ones that was Quizlet was it Quizlet Quizlet was I that there thing. Was another one. Mm. There was like another one that I did, but I don't remember what it's called. But I know Quizlet. And... So, well, anyways, help. <laughs> there is a great podcast out there. It's called uh, Filter This, and it's a very similar style to kind of what we do. And they brought up, they had an episode strictly about finances, which is where we got kind of the inspiration for this. And one of the topics they brought up is guys paying for girls on a date. Is it necessary? And 
the host uh, talked about how, you know, they don't always want someone paying because, you know, the other person could be struggling to pay rent or bills or do things and, and whatnot. So there's this idea of we don't talk about finances, but we still want people to be chivalrous and we still want people to just like be able to shell out whenever, whatever, you know? So the first question of this is one, do you think it's chivalry to pay or, and do you think somebody is an asshole if they don't? Oh, this is, this is hard looking at like the whole, like, like on a date, we'll go with this, picture. this situation first. I mean, yes. So I think, I think it's chivalry for the guy to pay. Okay. Like I, like Why? I just, I just think I, cause I'm, cause that's just how I was raised. Like for the first and date, like, not every date. For, for the first date. Yes. I think it's chivalry to pay. And then from that point, like, you know, maybe next time I'll offer to pay and like try to keep it like equal. Cause we live in like this weird time mm-hmm. where like women want to be equal to men. But they also like want all the chivalry still. Mm-hmm. When in reality, like the chivalry is like the is usually a man being like more dominant in that. Like, does, does right. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, I see your so saying. it's it's like it's it's a weird it's a weird question for me to answer. <laughs> but yeah, no, I get it. I mean, what 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 do you think? I think the person that initiates the date or hangout or whatever mm. it is should be the one. To maybe give a little bit more. Not that one person has to give it all, but you know, actually, you, no. there should be a balance. That makes sense, though, because if, I don't think it's chivalry a, or not. If a if if a guy if a guy asks a girl to go to like a restaurant mm-hmm. and it's a higher end est- re- restaurant, then mm-hmm. yes, he should pay. It was his idea to go there, right? And if it was and my it, idea to go somewhere, yes. I would pay for it. Yes, so I, I I think there's like give and take with it. And that and that even goes with friends too, you know. Yeah, I mean, look, we were we plan all these trips and whatnot together, and we we go all over the country, and we try and even out who pays for what based off of who suggests what and and everything else. Like this coming weekend, we're going to a festival. I'm sure we'll be able to kind of work out our own finances with that and whatnot and figure it out. But we we are at a level of comfort where we can talk about it. And I think mm-hmm. there's another thing with. Certain people, they're just not even comfortable about it. And maybe it's because they're not comfortable about their own financial situation, um, which is fine. And you can be uncomfortable about it. But if you're not having those open discussions about it, whether that's with yourself, whether that's with a financial advisor, with friends, with family or whomever in your circle you feel is the same, you're never going to be comfortable with it. Yeah, exactly. And also people aren't going to understand like why you're not comfortable with it either if you're just mm-hmm. not talking about it definitely so definitely again it's like one of those things i i try and be more open about it um you know, i'm not gonna go and yell my salary down the road or anything like that but it's kind of one of those things if i know i'm struggling i'm gonna tell someone and say hey yeah. i'm not doing so hot right now i need to save some money um i really can't go out i really can't afford that and and hopefully you you're around the right people that respect that mm-hmm. and can understand that and and also yeah. respect when you are in, in a good place financially and whatnot yeah i've i've said things like that to people before like oh like i need yeah. as many hours this week like mm-hmm. i really need to you know like just take a step back or like oh i'm planning a trip home like i would like mm-hmm. to I'd like to reserve my money for that like please mm-hmm. understand yep you know and just kind of like talking about it in that sense you know, and just reiterating the fact that I don't have money to just throw around. Yep. You know. Definitely. So we have a question from a listener and also a question that we've really talked about a lot. 
Um, is it bad that some parents give financial assistance to their children? And we have some follow-up questions with that, but let's start with this one. I want to say no. I might be biased, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to say no. Like, I don't, I don't see a problem with parents helping to a certain extent. Because, yes. again, like, this society that we live in is a hell of a lot different than the society that our parents were in, that our grandparents were in. Like, yeah. With like I milk is not five cents and comes right to your door. No, I've I literally just watched a video from I believe Insider the other day about just like how minimum wage doesn't even cover like rent. Yeah, like anywhere, and especially in New York City too. There's this whole article about how New York City's minimum wage doesn't even cover what the average rent is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, hello, <laughs> hello. If, we, if if we can't afford rent. How the hell are we going to afford our lives? How the hell like, are we going to live? Like, I just, some people try and say, "Well, oh, good, a better job that pays well," and it's like, well, sometimes we do have a good job, and unfortunately, sometimes those jobs don't pay what we need it to pay, and sometimes you have to ask for a little help, whether that is from families, from from parents, siblings, whomever. Sometimes it's taking out a loan. And I mean, so I didn't ask to be born. That was my <laughs> parents' decision. Please help me out. Mm-hmm. You made me be here. Yeah. Do this damn thing. Mm-hmm. Please help me. <laughs> like, please, like, please help like me. That, that's also the way that I want to look at it, too. Yeah. I mean, you if know? somebody's choosing to bring a child into the world, I've always said children are investments. Mm-hmm. My dad told me, I remember when I was 16 years old, I think he told me this so he would scare me from having sex, but he <laughs> told me this, that children, and at the time... He said children are a million-dollar investment over 18 years. And he said that's the median. That's the average. That's not if you live in a higher or lower-income area. You know, everything is all dependent on your area. But at the time, this was 2010. At that time, so eight years ago, children were a million-dollar investment. So I recently looked up now how much – and that was over the course of 18 years. I recently looked up to kind of compare how it is now in 2018. Children on on average are now $8 million over 18 years. Holy From the time they crap. are born to the time they are 18. If you have parents who sustain, that's based off of rent, food, clothes, the bare necessities. Holy crap. I'm, I don't think I can ever afford to have children. Like, I don't think It may not be 100%. Be, I don't think I'll ever be able you know, to afford people, children. You know, people don't think about that. And I, I was having, I was actually in a really cool focus group about this. And we really kind of honed in on, you know, nobody should feel bad if you have to ask for help from family uh, for financial assistance. You had two people who wanted to bring you into the world. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, they, like they wanted you here. Like, they should... Like mm-hmm. should. And, should and I mean there are some help you. there are some unfortunate situations where some people don't get that and you kind of have to do figure it out mm-hmm. and that's and it's very unfortunate because again there was somebody who wanted to bring you into this world and mm-hmm. there should be a little help and you should you know you should be able to have a job and mm-hmm. and get those things and, and do your things to pay the bills but there are also times where sometimes we need a little help because mm-hmm. we might not be able to make rent or we might not be able to pay that bill on time um so yeah please so then please don't make you know us feel bad or mm-hmm. saying that it's bad that our parents want to help us yeah i mean i've had to ask for help before sometimes you really need to you know when you looked at all options so then the follow-up question 
is it bad to ask for the financial assistance from family uh, or should we just figure it out? See, again, I'm going to say no to a certain point. Okay. What's the point? When you're asking like too much, like when you're asking for too much money, when like it comes to an instance where you're not trying to build up your own finances on your own and you become solely reliant on asking your family members, Mm -hmm. like that's that's when it's bad when you like basically become a moot like a mooch mm-hmm. you know i hate moochers i hate moochers because in my head it's like you need to have that ideal in your head of saving some money sometimes and maybe making those sacrifices of not going out here and there to be able to mm-hmm. enjoy the things that you want to enjoy but then also we live in the society now where it's like fuck it spend money and have a good time and travel the world and do this and do that so it's like where do we find that balance I mean, I don't think it's awful, but I do think we should be able to kind of figure it out to a point on our Mm -hmm. own. And if we're able to kind of figure it out and and then kind of realize maybe we do need a little extra help to make a month's rent or or to pay a bill or do something, I think it's fine. But it's not something I think people should directly lean on. Mm -hmm. So I guess the, the overall point here is that you know, you're you're working your ass off. You're doing all the things yep. you need to get done. But mm-hmm. if those ends just aren't meeting, like, do not feel bad to ask your parents. Don't feel bad to just talk about it or, or just talk about it. Just talk about the money thing going on. Like, yeah. sometimes we need a little help. Sometimes we just need people to understand. Yeah, I mean, I, I talked to you about it a couple of weeks ago, how I was kind of unfortunately in a little financial trouble. And I looked at resources and the best resource option that I had was to be able to take a loan out and Mm -hmm. to pay some bills. I had medical bills that were piling up and I really needed to pay them. Otherwise it was going to affect my credit. And you know, that's something a lot of people don't like talking about because you just want to assume everybody has good credit and good and good financial standing. And for a while I wasn't going to be able to like go out and enjoy life for like two to three months just to pay off my medical bills. And that was to, like, barely scrape by. And so I had to have conversations with friends to kind of console and be like, do you guys think this is a good option? And I ended up getting the loan and and paying my bills off, and I feel great. It feels Mm -hmm. great to have that weight off my shoulders. But jumping into that conversation was not fun. And I had some friends look at me, and they were like, how can you not pay your medical bills? And I go, huh, can you pay a $2,000 medical bill right off the bat? Medical bills are expensive. can Can you pay that right off the bat real quick? I think not. I will definitely say that I was not one of those friends who said, how could you not pay for your medical I know you were. I definitely was not. No, I know you were not. I know better than anybody how freaking expensive medical bills are. Yeah. So I completely understand why it was so hard. Because insurance doesn't even cover everything these days. No, and that's what it was mm -hmm. after my insurance price. Mm. I'm like, "That's, that's ridiculous. You know? Again, a lot of this is also situational based, too. If you think about everybody's financial situations are different based off of geographical locations based off your job based i mean geographical location is the biggest thing i was trying to explain this to my parents they're like how do you go out in one night the last episode we talked about when we do go out they're like how can you go out and spend 300 dollars in a night and i was like well let's break it down cab rides 20 bucks you know sometimes you'll take the subway fine we try. Which, when you calculate that, that's about um, that's two seventy five a ride. Two seventy five. But a let's ride. let's be realistic because in any other city, it's not like this. Two cab rides, one to get to the bars, one to leave. 
let's say each of them are around $15. There's 30 bucks right there. You go to one bar, you maybe spend 30, 40 bucks. We're up to 60 bucks. Then you bar hop to another one, maybe you spend $40. Then you get some drunk food. And, you know, and this isn't even counting what you're going to buy before you drink. Because some, pe- some people pregame. And you can add that some up to like two $300. Or you add in dinner before you go dinner out. Dinner beforehand, food beforehand. You know, in New York, that's a $300 night. Uh, in Ohio, that's maybe a $100 night. Oh. If that. If that. Yeah. If, it's crazy. Yeah. It, it, it blows my mind that some states, based off of taxes and whatnot, can be so expensive. I mean, look at the process of just getting an apartment here. People don't talk about that enough of you have to get a realtor and sometimes you have to pay a realtor's fee and you could drop five, six thousand dollars like that quickly. And and you have to do it quickly or else you're not going to have a place. Some people get lucky and you don't have to pay a realtor fee. But in reality, you know, sometimes you have to spend that much down quickly to be able to have a place to live. And if you're not comfortable talking about your finances in that situation, you know. It gets, it can get bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It could get so bad, especially mm-hmm. with living. Yeah. I, I think there just needs to be this more neutral stigma. I'm not even going to say positive or negative, just a neutral stance where people can feel open and comfortable about talking about this stuff. Because if you don't talk about something, a lot of times negative connotations can come of it because people are not open, people are not honest. And if you don't open that line of communication, how are you going to manage your finances better? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, we're we're not all experts on finances. We don't no. all understand how they work. No. I mean, if anything, I feel like the only people that understand are, like... Bankers? Banker people. Accountants. So, like, you got to be open to talking to an expert about it to help you figure it out. A lot of people, if, too, feel shameful to do that, and it's like there's no shame in it. There's there's no shame in it. And then if you, if you don't... There are professionals for a reason. If you don't talk about it, if you don't try and get some help to figure it out, it's just going to get so much more worse. Mm-hmm. So that's how it spirals down is when you don't talk about it. I mean... When I was in college, I would be scared to check my bank account sometimes. It'd be like, swipe the debit card and we'll see when it declines. Mm. And I saw a tweet about that the other day and I was like, you know what? That's an awful way to deal with finances. Like, that's not good. That really is. I cannot tell you how many no. times in college I like, like, like put, like only opened like one eye as I like opened up my like app mm-hmm. to check like how your much banking money app. was set on the debit card mm-hmm. and like just seeing if I could make that money yep. last me till the end of the month. I know. God, it was a struggle. It was so bad. <laughs> there would be sometimes I'd be like, I have five dollars to last me for two weeks. We're gonna make this count. <laughs> I would usually have to do like a call to my dad and be like, Dad, mm. can you hmm. can you help me? And he <laughs> can would you just, help me out a bit. He would just give me the longest sigh into the phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I started doing okay. recently? <laughs> I take surveys for money. There are a lot of options out there to make a little extra money on the side. If you know you're short on cash, there's, mm-hmm. you know, I get paid. I'll probably take five surveys in a day and I can get anywhere from a dollar to $20 in one day. Not bad. And then shoot it into my PayPal account, shoot it into my bank. Mm-hmm. Nice little easy way to make some quick cash. You can also do like these little like gig jobs. So like. Yeah. TaskRabbit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like Rover, like you could be a dog walker. Yeah, like I do Rover. Walk dogs. We both do Rover. Um, I know I've seen on Craigslist before. There's just like a bunch of different 
gig type job. I think there's this, this other idea that you should only have like one source of income. And you just can't do it like that anymore. Like you should have one job that pays one salary and that's it. And it's like, no, that's not how it is anymore. You know, no, how, ma- how many jobs would you say you have now? Oh, my God. Here we go. OK, so a desk instructor, uh, technically mu- musician model, mm-hmm. the rover rover. I think I think that's five. Like, like, yeah. I, like, I think I have five and then. Pretty soon, like, I'm going to add personal trainer to my repertoire. So it's going to be six. So yeah. Look at that. There's six different ways to make income now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have about three different jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, my main job, um, I do... Within Rover, I have three different jobs. Uh, so I guess four jobs then. Within Rover, I do on-demand dog walking. Yeah. I do dog sitting. Um, I'm a certified dog trainer. So some people will now contact me over Rover to specifically train dogs, and that's a little bit more money. You know, that's four different ways to earn income, but and sometimes you still struggle, especially living in New York City. You know, I think once people get it out of their head that it's okay to have a side gig or a side hustle, like a great example of one is Uber. Some people do that full time, but I know a ton of people who just do that on the side to make a little extra money. Their whole mantra is get your side hustle on. For a long time, that was their marketing campaign is mm-hmm. because they knew a lot of people needed another way to have, like, a- another source of income. Yeah, just have just, like, a little extra money. Mm-hmm. And some people I feel like, and I, I remember talking to my mom about this. My, my parents come from very traditional backgrounds, and there's nothing wrong with that, that they had. My mom was a nurse, and that's all she did. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I remember telling her that I was going to do Rover and a couple other things, and she was like, well, you have a job. And I was like... Yeah, but that doesn't mean it helps pay for everything. You know, after taxes and deductions and all that fun stuff, sometimes you need a little extra help. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, but then again, too, like, think about, like, what it was like for your parents growing up. Like, everybody just had, like, that one job, and everybody could Mm -hmm. afford everything with just one job. Mm -hmm. And that's just not how it is anymore. No. So I think once we take that negative ideal and connotation with having multiple jobs of it being a good thing you can kind of start having these open conversations more i mean there's a ton of celebrities now who have partnerships with different companies and that's like another form of work for them look at chrissy Teigen; she was a model she has a cookbook now she has a line of cosmetics rihanna is mm-hmm. another good example she's a singer actress uh, model she has the cosmetics line now she has the lingerie line mm-hmm. ashton kutcher ashton kutcher great Actor. example he was he started yep. out as a model mm-hmm. he now is like involved in like a lot of like charity organizations and yep. he's part of that one huge one that stopped a lot of child sex trafficking on the internet yeah you know mm-hmm. and just like look so just at um different. heidi klum she was a model now she's also has a fashion line uh, in Macy's still. You know, even the ones who make, you know, the big bucks or whatever, they have all these other ways of income because they know you can't just rely on one specific thing anymore. No. Especially in such, like, this unstable world that we yeah. live in. Yeah. I, again, I, I really kind of go back to this. Once we take away that idea that doing a ton of things to make money is a good thing and not a bad thing, I think people will start to be able to be more open about stuff because it's, it's always like been that topic like, oh, you can't talk about that. Uh, my mom used to say it's not a dinner table conversation, Alyssa. I'm like, well, <laughs> we need to make it one. 
Yeah. I mean, my parents didn't really want me to talk about money, more so the aspect of, like, we didn't want to be a target of, like, possible robbery or, like, we didn't want to be, yeah. um, you know, like, asked all the time for, like, assistance by, for like, sure. random people who would be, say that they were, like, quote, like, our friends mm-hmm. or whatever. For sure. It's a very valid, valid point. Um, again, guys, if you have any thoughts on this, please reach out to us. We want to be social with you guys. We were hoping to have a little bit more user engagement. <laughs> and a lot of this was questions on our own well, and whatnot. here's the deal is that nobody wants to talk about money. Again, no one wants to talk about it. So I think that's why we got no questions. I know. But it's okay. It's fine. We'll it's be those fine. ones that are open and honest and lay it all out there. We'll talk about it. We'll get a little uncomfortable for you. <laughs> I'm a little uncomfortable, but it's a good thing. <laughs> I'm also a little uncomfortable. But it's Getting cool. open about my loan was not great. <laughs> Here we are. Oh, God. Listen, medical bill free now. Now a bank owns me for three years. It's fine. <laughs> that it's sounds good. so bad when you put it oh, like that. I know. All right. Well, let's go into our next segment, into some current events. There was a ton of stuff that happened this week. Uh, we picked a few things that we found viral and interesting. The first one being at, uh, on the 4th of July, a woman climbed the Statue of Liberty to protest family sep- uh, separation. Officials had to evacuate the entire island. It was a huge, huge thing. Oh, my God. Um, look at her up there. Look at her up there. Yeah, we How have an article pulled up. High? I have no idea. The woman Why identified. Why my voice just like that? What is happening? She's identified as Therese Patricia. I can't even pronounce her last name. Okumu? Uh, yeah, I think uh, so. She told people this is for the children of Texas. Um, and... She is a resident of Staten Island and an immigrant from the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And she was doing this to protest what President Trump did in in separating the families in the zero tolerance policy. Um, Eventually, she did climb down. No one knows how she really kind of got up there. She was very combative at first. And they had to scale the base. Look at this. They're in like she's literally in this like crevice area of the statue right by the feet and she just stood there for hours i mean at least three hours they were just trying to persuade her to come down and eventually she was like yeah you can come up here and try and get me after three hours of that um there's this direct action group called rise and resist um which originally protested at the landmark that had a sign that said abolish ice and a ton of people thought she was involved with the group um they said she wasn't but she was very supportive of the group and what they were doing um I mean, that's crazy that somebody could actually do that because the way they guard that statue is insane. You can't even go up into her anymore. Like, you can just go to the base of it. For yeah. for a while, you could go up as high as the crown. Well, it used to be you could go up to the torch, then you could go up to the crown, and then, like, in her skirt area. And, like, now you can't even really go up there without it being a full, like, on pat down. Wow. It's crazy. Dang, this woman is a sleuth right mm. there. But I love it. That this is a But it's yeah, it, this I mean, is a great very, example of activism. Yeah, I mean, of somebody it's very, going it's very and symbolic, doing something cuz I mean the Statue of Liberty was a sign of freedom for immigrants. Yes. And right now we're Ellis just Island. them out left and right, you know? Which um when when we talk about, you know, those kids that were separated from their families and like all the issues going on with that right now, mm-hmm. a lot of the nationalities of those people are like South American, mm-hmm. and so I like I, re- I read this whole like Twitter thread the other day about it, but like they compared these families that you know are running away up into America, um, compared to families who are running away from a hurricane. Those South American countries yeah. have some of the highest rates of crime 
and murder yeah, and I all mean, that bad stuff. I can attest so, to that. I lived there. I lived in yeah. Peru. I lived there for a few months. And I remember people would tell you, do not go on a bus because you will get shit stolen. And one of my friends had her wallet, her passport, mm-hmm. her phone. So stole these, it immediately and didn't even like didn't even get any feeling that something was about to be stolen from her. Exactly. So these people, they're running away from these bad countries, like just all this crime. They're running away from it into a place that they think is safe. Just like how mm-hmm. when people when they see a hurricane coming, like, oh shit, this hurricane could kill me and my family. Yeah. Let's or move up north. A monsoon, a flood, these things happen and you and have that... people who really believe in this idea of America is a land of the free and it's our promised mm-hmm. land and it's the way we can live a better life. And when you start telling people they can't come somewhere, especially a place that the whole point of its founding was for anyone and everyone to come. You're Mm -hmm. going to have protests. You're going to have people pissed off. And you're going to have people do these types of things to show what we're made of. And I I think she really made a difference because people are talking about it. I mean, for days, people at my job were talking about it. They thought it was so cool that she did this. I mean, even my mom called me. She was like, did you see this? And I was like, yeah. Like, How crazy and how cool is this that somebody, these, all these groups are doing these protests and these and these walks and these demonstrations because we need to make sure one families are not separated and two everybody is getting their fair share to try and come into the country and try and live a better life and you take that human aspect away when you separate the families mm-hmm. i mean now apparently they're going to do these dna tests to like match people up and it's like really really oh my god come on Ugh. like come on why do we need dna tests to like bring families back together that's stupid. That means that the way that they separated the families was messy and disorganized. Of course it was. So, of course, like, nobody knows exactly, like, where the certain parent went or where the certain kid went. Yeah, because they were just, you know, the parents were probably, unfortunately, deported back Good. and the children were stayed at these camps. And it's like, now you have no means of contact, especially if some of these families are going into those very poverty like low-income areas in South America, in Europe, in Africa, Asia, wherever it is, mm-hmm. you know? How can you be able to connect these families back together? Well, good going, America. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, we get real heated about it. We'll go yeah. into some happy stuff now. We have we have a little bit more positive events oh that happen. God. This one's all you, Brina. We're going to talk about Plain Bay. Plain Bay. I... Tell the listeners what Plain Bay oh, is. All right, so it's this Twitter thread. And I got I got sucked into like this like ten ten minute long thread, um, but this couple they were they were getting on a plane, and they realized that their seats weren't together, so there was like rows of two, and like I think the wife was like sitting in front of the husband, and mm-hmm. they asked this girl if she could switch seats with one of them, and she graciously agreed. So, like, the, the husband and the wife are sitting behind this girl. They, like, make a joke. They're like, oh, I don't know who's going to sit next to her. Maybe it'll be, like... They say this directly the... to the girl that switches with them. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I, maybe maybe it'll be, like, the love of your life. Blah, 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 blah. And so, like, well, let me tell a you. couple minutes later, this, like, oh, this super attractive dude sits down. Mm-hmm. All right. And the two start talking. Because this, this woman is apparently a very attractive herself. Um, and then the couple behind them starts filming everything. Yes, they put it on their whole Instagram story. God, everything I was, that was living, going on. living for it. Like this, this was so great. Um, 
So like the like the the husband and wife they just kept on making comments and like they kept taking pictures of like the like, arms ooh, they're touching, touching arms ooh, and her like, head's leaning you into find his. out that like ooh they traded Instagram yes uh, you, handles you find out that they're both like based in Texas and like the guys both personal, personal trainers tra- yes they're both they're both personal mm-hmm. trainers the girl is more of like a world traveler. And like they ended up on the Today Show. Yes, they ended up on the Today Show for so, all of this shit. Like, long story short, they they followed them off the plane. Yes, and they ended up finding out like the two of them are connecting and like gonna go out and like gonna make something happen. How crazy is that? I'm like this. Talk is about what random chance are made of. This is like what very unrealistic like, love story everybody wants. Very unrealistic. Very uncommon. But it's nice to have in the world, and especially in a world where there's so much shit happening. It's nice mm-hmm. to know that some people are still finding love. Take that internet. <laughs> Take that, right bitch. There. Take that, man. Man, but I just, I just thought it was awesome. Like, I just, oh, it was so great. And then all the like the responses, like, um, this this couple, they kept on getting like DMs from like their friends on Instagram, like, yeah, like pictures of their friends like eating like bowls of popcorn, mm-hmm, like waiting and, like, for them to finish. She like, bought. Well, the greatest thing was she had T-Mobile and the CEO of T-Mobile found out and tweeted, hey, I love this. I want to be able to pay you the amount that you paid on on the plane for Wi-Fi and like <laughs> take your take like your month's bill off or, or something like that. And I was like, that's insane. Everybody thought it was a marketing ploy. And he was like, no, I just love the story. Oh, my God. Such like a great story. I'm just so glad it got picked up by like everybody. If you look like, on Twitter, Plain Bay, you'll find the whole thread. I'm glad that couple was just so adamant on like following what was happening following it that had to be like the most entertaining plane ride god i would have loved it. lived for it i would have been here for it oh uh, i probably would have done the same thing i probably would have bought mm-hmm. wi-fi and would have would have done the same shit it. uh next up we have a bear went into someone's jacuzzi in california had a margarita and then took a two-hour nap i swear to god this this bear is actually my mom trapped inside a bear my mom as well. I mean, I think it's the greatest thing in the world. There's a whole video of this bear going around this couple's home. Uh, we have an article pulled up here. Mark Hugh, who had spotted the bear in his backyard in California Friday, uh, noticed that he and his wife had just sat down for a drink when the bear showed up. He said, my wife came home from work and requested a margarita, so we made a couple, went out to the pool to relax in the sun. Then I heard some crackling of branches. They figured it was a bear. He yelled to his wife to grab the dogs that had been out in the sun, and then they hightailed to their house. A few minutes later, they ventured back out to see if the bear was there. And then, lo and behold, it was in the damn jacuzzi. I mean, look at this picture of it. Just sitting <laughs> He's upright. Just He's just hanging out. He's just having the time hanging of his out. life. The best part was he said the bear was bobbing away, having fun, playing with the chlorinator and the thermometer and grabbing this drink of it and throwing it up in the air. They thought it was kind of cute. And they were like, holy shit, this is dangerous. Eventually, he goes, oh, my God, where's my mar- margarita? And his wife goes, I grabbed mine. You didn't grab yours. He left his out. And then next thing you know, the bear gets drunk and drinks his margarita. So they knocked over and he starts licking it up and gets wasted and then passes out for two hours. And they're watching and videoing this guy the whole time. I mean, look at him in the little jacuzzi, the little oh ears. He is the hero we all needed of the summer. Um, but apparently in, in L.A., there's been a ton of this happening where, like, not necessarily bears going into jacuzzis, but, like, bears going out in very public areas and in residential areas and stuff like that. And the guy goes, you know, I wasn't really afraid. He seemed calm. So I stayed calm. It wasn't until a couple hours later. I thought, Oh boy, what was I doing? You know how it's kind of dangerous, but it's kind of cool. This bear just wanted to chill. He just wanted to hang. He just wanted to hang with he the homies. He just wanted a vacation. You don't know what his life's like out there. He might yeah. be supporting a wife and two kids. Yeah, like, you never know. You just, just want a little getaway. You just need a little break. A little, just little, need a little break. sip of a margarita. A little like, nap. Little nappy poo, like 
A little nappy poo. A little, a little nappy <laughs> poo. I just, man, he's the hero we all needed. Oh, they, but the hero we don't deserve. Exactly. This brings us into our last segment. Question of the week. Question of the week. We stole this one from someone. He's a coach at the gym. Oh, yes. Totally. I totally snuck it from Ian. I really did. I thought it was great. But I added a little twist on the end of it. Uh, the question is, if you could be a vegetable, what would you be and why? Oh, you added the why. I added the why. Because before it was just like, if you could be a vegetable, what would you be? But now, if you could be a vegetable, what would you be and why? Oh, you're asking me I'm first. I'm asking you first. You ask? Mm-hmm. I would be a jalapeno. That's I not mean, a, is that a vegetable? Yeah, it's a pepper. A jalapeno pepper. A pepper is a vegetable. You know, I didn't know jalapenos were vegetables, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mike the Mike guy's laughing at me now. Oh. We're here with Mike the Mike guy today. Oh, my Gotta God. give a shout out. Oh, God, I love your education system down there in Florida. Yeah, my mom likes to go, I paid for that education. I'm like, sure you did. Um, yes, no, I would I would be a jalapeno because I am spicy. Mm-hmm. So, and the jalapenos are spicy. Mm-hmm. But not, like, too spicy. Like, I wouldn't say I'm, like, a habanero or, like, a, like a ghost pepper. Yeah. Like, like, I have a little kick to me, but I'm also, like, soft. So. Soft on the outside, spicy on the inside. Yeah. I like it. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. Very I thoughtful. Said, when when I answered it in class, I said that I'd be a potato. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really think about it at first, um, but I I mean the reason why I said potato in my head was because I call myself a potato often. Mm. So I was like, why not just be one? Be uh, one. Be so. one with the potatoes. So there's there there's my answers. Yeah. Well, what about you, girl? Hmm. Would you, know, you when say I, when tomato because you are red? Fuck you, no. <laughs> and it's only my chest that's red, okay? Listen, if we're talking about anybody that's red, that was you. Yeah. In class, I said I would be celery. I know. What? I know. My I, listen. There's there's some good reasoning behind it. Um, are you keeping that answer? Celery. I am keeping the answer. I had been okay. thinking about it of like if I want to change it, but I don't like any of the other vegetables that are popping in my head, and a lot of them are not vegetables. So, <laughs> celery. Well, you don't even fully know what all the vegetables there are. Apparently. We don't need to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would be celery. Uh, they stand tall. They stand proud. And they are one of the most vital vegetables out there because they're so filled with water. So they're vital to your body. They're good for you. Did you know they're like negative calories? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are. You burn more calories chewing celery than you do just like sitting and breathing. They just like don't have a lot of flavor to me. That's my problem. Yeah, them. but you can spice it up with different things. You could put hummus on it. You could put peanut butter. You oh, could yeah, put some dips. Butter. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can make it flavorful. Like, I like to think I can be flavorful at times. <laughs> Just got to add a little bit into it. Add a little bit into life. Add a little flavor into you? Add a little flavor into your life. I feel like your, your flavor life. is wine. Yeah. That is the flavor that... Yeah. You could stick a celery stick in uh, Bloody Mary. There you go. See? You can be... your multiversal. Mul- <laughs> what did you just say? Mul... <laughs> Try again. <laughs> I'm not going to try it again. They're multi-uses. 
There you go. I'm just going to go with that Multi-purpose. one. Multi-purpose. Multi-purpose. Oh, my God. Wow. 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 <laughs> Great. Uh, on that note keeping it together well knowing our vegetables uh thank you again to gotham for having us we we really truly enjoy recording here and mike the mike guy you are fantastic you are wonderful we appreciate you uh and thanks to all of our listeners who who've stuck with us um we really love you guys and we can't believe this is a global podcast we're reaching in 10 different countries and shout out to all of you guys listening around the world and listening tuning in each week we see you we love you we appreciate you and we're yes. soon not only going to be on SoundCloud. Eventually, we're getting there. We're 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 branching out. We're branching out to we're be on iTunes, other places. Spotify, and on Patreon, yeah, and on Stitcher. Which means that we need help coming up with ideas. Like yes. we said before, we want this to be a very user generated show. Yes. So if you are finding that in your post grad world. There or is, just in life. In life. Doesn't have I to be post grad. No, yeah. It can be whatever you in want. All, it to be. In all walks of life, if you're if you're struggling with something and you want us to talk about it, yeah. What whatever the hell we it is. We are here. Or you or you have an please. experience that you would like to share with us that we could turn into a topic mm-hmm. that you think people could like learn from. Yes. Whatever. Talk to us. Give us questions of the week. Give us ideas for treats of the week. Treats. Oh. Especially if you are New York based and you are listening. Yes. Let us know. Yes, yes. We love trying all the foods, all the alcohols, all the whatever. So yeah, Fully guys, agree. just just talk to us. Talk to us. <laughs> talk to us. Because we are at keeping it together at gmail.com. No, you messed it up. No, I did. <laughs> keeping it together podcast <sighs> at gmail.com. Just, I was on a roll. I was talking so fast. I know I you like, were I doing this. really well. I, I really real appreciated well. it. Keeping it together podcast at gmail.com. That is keeping it together podcast at gmail.com. One more time for the homies at home. Keeping it together podcast at gmail.com or, or talk or, to us at keeping it together podcast on Instagram. Yes. I think. Yeah, uh, I can. Can you message people on SoundCloud? You can. You, you can. can message us on SoundCloud. Message us there. Wherever you see us on the internet, contact us. Mm-hmm. And on that day. note, thank you guys again for listening. This is a wrap. Episode 9. We'll be back next week for episode 10. A very celebratory episode. We're so excited for the topic. We're going to have some guests. Yes. Um, so stay tuned. Bring and once on again, I am your subpar ho this week, Alyssa. I am the main ho this week, Sabrina. And thanks again for keeping it together with us. And we'll see you back next week. Are you serious?